This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. On the line, I've got Professor Dion Foster, Head of Department of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology, also the Director of the Bayes Nordia Center for Public Theology. A very warm welcome to you, Dion. Uh, such a massive parable that Jesus told. I mean, you can look at it so many, uh, yeah, so many parallels, so many things to look at. Yeah, it's uh, just one little story. It's so, so massive. Good morning. Morning, morning, Brad. Hi, Elmarie. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think this is... One of those, uh, I mean, it, it's the whole of the Bible is this way, but this is a really beautiful example of layers upon layers upon layers. <laughs> One could do a sort of a, a social reading, an ethical reading, uh, a spiritual reading, uh, political reading. You know, yeah. there's so many things that you can do. Just to say one of the, the additional reasons why uh, the Jews, particularly at the time of the writing of the Gospels, would have um, had some uh, conflict with the Samaritans is because they were believed to have desecrated the temple. And uh, so, you know, the desecrate, so it's not only that there's an ethnic conflict, but there was mm. also a, a religious conflict there. And that's what makes it so astonishing that Jesus, you know, tells the story about uh, a Levite you know, yes. uh, taking this person. I mean, it, it really is grace upon grace upon grace. Yeah, beautiful story. And it's one of those that you can just read over and over again. And depending on where you're at and the way you're looking at the world and your own life, starting to see it from different angles. And that's what makes the Bible such a beautiful and powerful tool in our lives, uh, Dion. It depends on where you are at. And you can read the same thing you read 10 years ago and it becomes a fresh revelation. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the one thing that strikes me about the passage is good. We we, we talk about this is uh, is this notion and, and Elmarie, you touched on it. That, um, you know, certainly for us as Christians, we have to recognize that we have shared dignity and that our humanity, who we are as persons, uh, derives not from our race or our gender or our economic class or education or even our capability, what, you know, what we can do or not do. It derives from the fact that we bear the image of God. And of course, that's, you know, what we read in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, you know, that, that, uh, you know, God created us in God's image, mm. male and female. We were created. We read it in Galatians 3, uh, 28, you know, that there's neither Jew, uh, you know, nor Gentile, slave nor free, you know, so, so I think that's a, a wonderful reminder for us. And, um, you know, certainly for me, I mean, you know, the kind of work that I do, which, which can be quite uh, contested. Mm. Um, I'm often having to work, for example, with, with, you know, white South Africans and particularly, younger white South Africans to say, you know, there, there, there is a, a sort of a, a, a hidden um, blindness to yes. our privilege and the fact that, you know, I was just speaking yesterday to, uh, to some students and, uh, you know, there were some young white students and some young black students and the young black students said, sure, you know, I don't know if my white colleagues have ever had the, the experience that I have every time I open my mouth uh, you know, I have to defend that I know what I know. They're just, it's taken for granted because mm. they speak English. And so the story of, of the Good Samaritan, in a sense, sort of upends our, our hierarchies. It, 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 it invites us to say, think about who you are in the story. <laughs> you know, you might be the Samaritan, you might be the Levite. Uh, you know, where, where does God want to work with you to, to bring about reconciliation and, and peace and holiness and justice in the world? Yeah, that's beautiful. And thanks for that perspective. We love that. 
interesting today we're talking about keeping the main thing the main thing <laughs> which, isn't, which isn't desperately far away from where we started this conversation this morning and and to keeping discipline and our eyes focused on jesus Brad, so this that's uh, thanks for 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 segueing us back onto the topic 2 corinthians 4 <laughs> 16 to 18 i mean this week you know i just really uh, as i was praying and reading the scriptures this really spoke to me and i just want to quickly read it to our listeners uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 18 says, do not lose heart. Isn't that beautiful? Mm. Do not lose heart. Uh, why? Well, you know, Paul writes to the Corinthian church. He says, though the outer self is wasting away, your inner self is being renewed day by day. So he's saying, you know, just get a bit of a right perspective. It's not everything is is about the flesh, about what we see, about what we, we recognize. There's something more important. He goes on to say, for this light momentary affliction, is preparing you for the eternal weight of glory beyond all compassion. Listen to the way in which he describes it. He says, the momentary affliction, so you can almost imagine someone having to, to bear a heavy weight, he says, is nothing compared to the eternal weight of glory that is well beyond all compassion. comparison. Hmm. Um, as you look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And that really just struck me, you know, in, in relation to our conversation this morning about people, uh, but also about our lives to say, you know, we should structure our lives, our living, our relationships, our saving, our spending, our voting, our driving, mm -hmm. <laughs> our conflicts, our joys, our sorrows, everything should be should be shaped by what is unseen. And, and what is the unseen? Well, of course, the unseen is a loving God, uh, a God who is powerful. Uh, a God who is always attentive. You know, God never gets distracted from you. Isn't that amazing? God has always got God's mm -hmm. loving eye uh, upon you. Uh, you know, God's arm is never too short, we read in the scriptures, never too weak. Um, that God is with you and with, with everyone else around you. And so, yeah, my, my sense was just this week, you know, to, to be praying, particularly as we are in Women's Month, uh, you know, to be, to be asking God to really come and work those miracles, to, to make what what is unseen god's goodness god's grace god's blessing uh, god's power god's glory seen in the lives of those who are often unseen and disregarded and uh, yeah i think we can do something about that in the spiritual realm we can pray for it uh, we can stand in the gap for it as you know every thursday i i fast and pray i'm reminded by my body uh, to pray uh, but we could also do some things in the physical realm we can say right lord i'm going to structure my world around me so that it looks more like the unseen world than the seen one. Yeah, th that is that's such a brilliant thing that you've just shared with us this morning because we forget because we can't see and we 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 got so much stuff going on, Dion. It's we, we we've got this busyness thing. I mean, have you ever heard people saying more than of the last while just saying everyone's busy, busy, busy? It's always so much going on, and it's like we're incapable sometimes. I'm generalizing. That feels awful in this kind of context, but. We, 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 we're dipping in and out of spiritual matters, but we all just seem to be trying to keep our head above the waters in the natural that we don't give the spiritual much of a, a chance to even be pondered about. So we have to be so intentional and even more maybe than we've ever been. Absolutely. I mean, Brad, I don't know what your sense is. When I came out of the pandemic as we started emerging, you know, I didn't trade the online life for a, a back-in-person life. I mm -hmm. seem to to be running two parallel lives now, you know, <laughs> yeah. 48 hours in a 24-hour day. And I think that's the experience for many people just trying to find their way back. What, what I always find with these kinds of things is, is that the spiritual discipline, spending time 
studying the scriptures, uh, spending time in silence, just listening for the voice of God. And then, of course, also interceding, uh, bringing my day, bringing the people who I'll encounter, uh, bringing the, the joys and the sorrows into, into the presence of God and saying, okay, Lord, this is what I'm going through today. Those spiritual disciplines help me to go into meetings, uh, into difficult conversations, uh, in, into pressures with the knowledge that the Spirit is with me. That's the voice of Professor Dion Foster, Head of Department of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology, also the Director at the Bayes Nordia Center for Public Theology, out in a cool Stellenbosch today. Dion, thanks for your time. Always appreciated and your enthusiasm. I know got lots of people with smiles on their faces this morning because of time spent with you. So thank you. Bless you, my friend, and uh, stay warm. We'll chat next week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.